Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And, well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn. Giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never tell, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. everybody happy saturday lynn happy saturday oh, so you got you your hair cut you. yes i did indeed and i feel so, so much, much better, better. <laughs> that was a telltale sign when you went in for your nails and maureen thought you were getting your hair cut and you just had gotten it cut two weeks before one week one before. one week before steven better get on the ball well you know what can i tell he was you? trying to let it grow tell because, you to let it grow right yes because we had that agreement you know, that's what we were going to do. Uh-huh. So that was me. I can't blame him. No, but I But I just think that I said, that's it. It's over. Cut my hair. Yep. Get rid of it. Here we go. So we did. Sanderson State Street Salon is the or, uh, the wonderful place we're talking about. Yes. Uh-huh. It's my hair week. Two days of hair treatments. Caught yeah. Joanne Cummings today, which yes. is Thursday, because we tape Thursday. Um, and color at Studio RD by Jessica and my nails, toes situation by Rebecca and downtown Studio RD and Sanderson State Street for my cut. Yeah. Okay. You got you to go all over the place. Or at least I do anyway. Okay. Well, I, like I don't to, have I all like my friends to do. I don't have coloring and all the I other know. business, so mm-hmm. thankfully I didn't do that. Yeah, it's a pain. It's a pain, it is. but I it like is. the results. So. Yes, well, everybody who does it does. Yeah. However, I must say that the woman who is the manicurist at, at Sanderson, Erin. <clears throat> Erin, she's a doll. Um, has decided that she's going gray. Get out. But she's doing it in a way that is really interesting. How what she, is? Well, her daughter does a lot of coloring. There? Uh, there. Okay. So she has it lightened in the front, and she's got it cut short. It's really very attractive. And the, and what she does is every couple of weeks, they make a change to the whole thing. And it's just, it's coming in. Her white hair is coming in, but it's just beautiful. It's beautiful the way wow. it's done. So if anybody's interested in gradually doing that, um, might want to call and talk to Erin at Sanderson State Street. See what she has to say. Sorry well, that's for the an interesting of way of doing that. It is because it's a it's 
is well Because it's done. not just letting it come out at the root until it right. grows out, which looks horrible. And that's why I think people stop doing yes. it because they can't stand how it looks. Right. But mm-hmm. she's doing a great job. She and her daughter, Shannon, who is there as well as Sanderson, they're doing a nice job. Yeah, that's a cool concept. Yeah. But I like color. I like color. <laughs> Keep your color. I oh. am, baby. That's how it is. So, um... We had peeps around last week, right? We had peeps. Oh. Yeah. Well, we had uh, we had a guest last week, so yeah. we had. No, we didn't. Uh, that's right. Yeah, we were alone. It was remember? two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two weeks ago, and so last week we did our thing where we all we talked for three full sessions, and we had a, a freebie week. We it was the fifth Saturday. In March. Uh-huh. So there was no guests since we have four. We had a free weekend. So um, the, I was going to talk about something last weekend and we kind of ran out of time. <laughs> Even I, though we had three full yeah, segments. I know, but <laughs> it's just one of those things that I thought it was very interesting because April 1st was Monday which is April Fool's Day. Yes. So did you survive that? Did anybody carry no, on? Not one, not one thing, nor Good. did I prank anybody. But I do those things all the time anyway. So yeah. I, but no, no one got okay. me. Mm-mm. Well, Did the you art- get had? No, but the article I wanted Punked, to read whatever it is. when we were on the show that would have played on Saturday of last week was one called Where Did April Fool's Day Come From? Okay. Where did that silly thing start? Uh-huh. Right. Well, this is interesting uh, that I never even thought about it, but the article is from um, a group of people that I do business with called Efficient Advisors. They're the people that manage um, a lot of the assets that are are in 401k plans. And so they sent this out. Um, It was sent out on Thursday, I think March 28th. And it's called, Where Did April Fool's Day Come From? April 1st, 1957, the BBC Current Affairs Program, Panorama, broadcast a report on a Swiss family harvesting their spring crop. The three-minute segment was unexceptional in its presentation of a time-honored agricultural tradition in southern Switzerland, with the announcer dryly delivering details about the good weather, the lack of pests, and the uniformity of the produce. The only remarkable thing about this educational segment was that the crop the Swiss family was so carefully picking from their trees was fresh spaghetti. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. More than 60 years later, this BBC story is still considered the biggest April Fool's hoax ever played by a reputable media organization. And it actually, you can see it on YouTube if you want to check it out. It's estimated that more than 8 million people watched the April 1st broadcast, meaning it was viewed by the majority of British homes having a TV set in 1957. The pranked worked because pasta was not a common food in the United Kingdom. 
The next day, the BBC was inundated with hundreds of phone calls, some questioning the authenticity of the report, but many others asking how they could grow their own spaghetti trees. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is so funny. The BBC's response was supposedly, quote, place a sprig of dry spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unquote. So how did we end up with a day where we expect and even applaud mass deception like this? Throughout history, many cultures have had days where foolishness is celebrated and pranks are expected. The specific origins of our own April Fool's Day are still a little murky. But scholars believe that it may have arisen after the adoption of the Gregorian calendar in the 16th century. One of its biggest changes was moving New Year's Day from the beginning of April to January 1st. As the new calendar was being adopted, those who were still going out to make their New Year's Day visits on April 1st were teased as being fools. Okay. So folklorist Nancy Cassell McIntyre notes that people expect April Fool's Day pranks to be harmless and that the pranked is often expected to turn the tables on the prankster. If the victim isn't laughing, too, then the April foolishness has not worked. Okay. In hindsight, if we could catalog some of the many financial news predictions that never materialize, one might wonder if there aren't more days in a news year like this most famous one. The difference is financial forecasters and pundits are actually not joking around. <laughs> I thought well, that was interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I can't believe that they really did that with the spaghetti. That should be a, a question on Alexa, question of the day question. Yeah. Yeah, really. I know. That'd be cool. And if it, she does, I'll know the answer. Yes, you will. Um, two shout outs today. Two. Bob Dickert. Yeah. I saw him at the... Um, King and I the other night, and he said he listens all the time. So big shout out. Bob is the owner with his daughter of um, Prime. Prime. Yep. And um, also Bernie Ott was at the show. I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday because I sat in for Frank on Saturday. And he listens to us all the time. And he came up to me and said, listen every week. So big shout out to our friend Bernie and Bob. And thanks for listening to us. And the King and I um, happened all of last weekend. So um, the lead was beautiful, beautiful voice. She um, just stunning. So most people enjoyed it. It was um, it was a good, good show. Um, you know, it's a an old show so i said i told you i'll say it again when you see yule brenner at the pantages you don't it, nothing everything pales by comparison <laughs> so it's um it but anyway it was a long time ago i saw it so it was the first it hasn't been around in a while here so mm -hmm. Well, I also um, want to say a shout out to Lori Aceto because I saw her a couple of weeks ago and she told me she listens to us every Saturday morning and I forgot to mention it. Did you so. say Lori Nacito? No. No Cito. No no Cito? Yeah. Laurie no Cito. I didn't well, yeah. I didn't know. I thought you said I thought you said an A starting with an A. That's why I asked oh. you. That. No, no. Okay. Sorry if I wasn't clear on okay. that. Okay. Laurie, you know who well, you Lori are. Well Lori listens. We we yes. have her down. She's yeah. you know. Yeah, so what else? Um, well, we have to also acknowledge that we had a wonderful evening on 
Saturday night of last weekend at Natalie's. Oh, yep. And we um, were part of a group of people that sent them out in style, I'd say. Yes. With champagne and all kinds of wonderful things. So we really wish them well. And um, it, it will be a, a hole in our where to um, go restaurant so, yes. choices because they just did such a fabulous job and mm-hmm. truly we felt that we were part of the family yeah and, and we were we were the other night because they were all there and we were like i think we should leave because everyone's family <laughs> but us but they're great people and so we wish them well in their um retirement yeah also, the day before, I was at the chamber dinner, the um, annual dinner for the Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce at the Radisson. I didn't stay that long, um, so I made my appearance. And John um, uh, Phillips from um, uh, MT, MTR, M, I can't, how about me? I can't even, M, not to MTL. I'm going to have to look it up. Anyway, John did the design. He did all the design and the uplighting and the chairs and the decorating internally at the Radisson for the event. And it was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. He's just such a, a great guy. And um, it was really nice. The Radisson, as always, did a great job. I did not hear this gentleman who spoke who was on Shark Tank. I, don't, I was just going to ask. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't stay for that, but okay. um, that's why I had to leave. But it was very, very well attended and a very nice night to see so many people. That's great. Out and about, you know. So there's a, another one coming up now, right? What the uh, Empower Women? One? Oh, that's May first. Yes, May first. Mm-hmm. Okay. The women's um, uh, conference. Yep. And where's that going to be? That will be on. Um, on May 1st at, at Mohegan. Mm-hmm. That's where it is because it's kind of in between counties. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so looking forward to that. And I have to look up John when we break because I want to make sure I say it correctly. <laughs> but, you know, it, when you look at how much energy and time goes into anybody who does an event, who holds an event at their, at the, and they, you know, manage and run it and work there, it's, People show up and just think it happens and, you know, oh, look at how easy. There's so much involved, so many moving parts mm-hmm. uh, to, to pull that off. And the Radisson is Suzanne Fletcher, Suzanne Fletcher, Suzanne um, Le- uh, Lehman, who does a great job. She she was running around herself doing this as director of sales. Uh, Mary, who just does a bang-up job. Luis, my dear buddy, Carol, all these people who you just see, and they make you, you know, they take such good care of everybody. Everyone loves Mary. Everyone. Yeah. And they always look invisible, too, which uh, exactly. is amazing. Exactly. So mm-hmm. hats off. They did a great job. And okay. hats on on my, on my part. <laughs> anyway, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also a host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. 
It is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And it's MCR Productions, okay. John Phillips, MCR. How about me? MT, I'm, I'm giving the fabric company um, <laughs> MCR Productions. They did oh, a great righty. job. Okay. My dear John Phillips. Anyway, okay. Get <laughs> that strained out. Take that. All righty. So um, what do you think of, I have to ask this. What, what? do you think, you're probably not going to want to talk about it. If you don't, say forget it. But what do you think of all this stuff with Joe Biden? Hmm. I think, frankly, it's now. a hard call. I do. Because I can understand how, in this day and age, women are especially sensitive to the types of of physical contact between men and women and it has often been the kind of um uh what there's a word for this and i can't think of what it is but it's it's like you're talking down to a woman you put your arm around you call her honey it's it's a way of just minimizing her value by doing that now joe biden is in a generation where that was okay that was the way it was but i think he's also the kind of a man that is very demonstrative and he does put his arm around somebody and he does give kisses and he does give hugs that's just who he is right but i don't think he means it to minimize the value of a woman at all and i but there are women out there that feel very uncomfortable with that kind of physical contact with someone they don't know so I think he needs to back it off a little and just respect the fact that not all people are comfortable with that kind of physical attention. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's anything at all like it's being cracked up to be that it's inappropriate in the sense of he's mauling anybody or uh, I just think that's totally blown out of context. <clears throat> I just think he's that kind of guy. So do I. And I, I, I don't, you see, I think we're starting to like tread on stuff that's just a little too ridiculous at times. You know, who knows what happens to a woman or a man, but just say women now in their prior life that they didn't talk about or nothing or something happened. And so they react differently than someone who maybe nothing ever has happened to before, yeah. or they saw it happen to someone. And th there's fear there mm -hmm. that we can't put ourselves in the shoes of those people. But by and large, I don't think I believe that some people just are much more demonstrative, touchy-feely, you know, hands-on. I like that kind of a guy. I mean, I, I like women like that. I like guys. I like anybody who's demonstrative in yeah. that I have never felt you know or even if I did I would never say anything about it nor would I pick up and say oh well now that you're running for president I might as well say that this is what you're doing I mean yes. and and I understand you could I had a long conversation about with someone who's clearly a Republican who said well you started it with Kavanaugh and stuff but that was and and I guess all of these things but touching someone and kissing you know putting their hand on some it, it's I just think it's it, it, the the lines are too blurred here, and they're getting ridiculous. Yeah, they really I, I are. I think it is. I, I mean, mean, what are people can't reach <sighs> extend themselves anymore because you're going to take offense to it? 
but come on, I'm never stopping. So that's why I guess I'll never run for president <laughs> or anything else because I'm, I just, I know. it's ridiculous. Some I of the, the craziness. Uh. And then you have nut jobs out there who call for everything and you don't know if it's true or not. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that, uh, that whole controversy over what he did and how he's doing it. Okay. The woman who he did that too when he put his hands on her shoulders and kissed her head that may be a little bit over the line but it, but for her it was offensive now to somebody else it may not be you know it's just I, I don't know but I think that that's very a very natural expression for Joe Biden I don't think that that is sexual in nature I think it's just affectionate and I think that you have to know the person. You know, there's there are other people that would never do that. that yeah, would because never that's go not their personality. It's not who exactly. they are. You know, that's. I so don't know. I don't I think just... you can drag him into this whole issue, um, because he is. That's just who he is, and I don't think there's any offense that was meant by it. I think it was. He's just a doll. I mean, even just when I, anytime I've met him, he's just that kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, even with my son Sean, when I took when they we took that picture when his graduation, Sean's graduation from Penn, and Sean ran up and he shook his hand and he was all you know with a with a, a, a young boy. You know, just it's how he is. He's very demonstrative that mm -hmm. way, physically demonstrative. And I think there's a that that's you know. And you're right. He came from an, a generation where all this stuff. I, I don't. I never. And I don't know why that starts with people feeling like you're being diminished because someone calls you honey. I have a problem with that, too, because yeah. I call everybody honey, and it certainly means nothing other than a kind word. Right. So I don't get that. Um, but it's, you know, we got to... We got to just extend things a little. We got to give a little slack to some of this. You know, I understand. Yeah, it's a little too it. hyper. Uh, well, I said to everyone's Pat, on when, high alert. When I saw this story break, and um, I just said, it just, the first thing that came to my mind was McCarthyism. That so everybody, because that was the, the movement of the time, everybody was being viewed through those lenses. You know, are you saying something that could be considered to be communist? And nah, 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 nah. it went way past what it was supposed to be. And then I was thinking too, Salem witch trials. How many women were killed because they happened to, people thought, that they happened to think a certain way or they said some expression that was clearly that they must be a witch. I mean, it's, it's that it is. kind it's, of extremism. It's all, and, and that's the problem now. And I know it's happening on both sides of the aisle here, but it's, you know, it's, it's just... It's driving me crazy. I'm sort. Of, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of I everything about it. Everyone coming out about this, and we said then he touched me here and he did that. And we, well, crazy. it's good that we opened up that conversation because, as you saw, how many men were really abusive of this, and I just think of all the people that have been nailed and lost their jobs and. And they should have, because they were doing things that were clearly wrong. Wrong. But, okay, that pulled the pendulum But see, that's that the way. problem. Then what do... It's like, well, you may not consider it to be wrong, but I consider it to be wrong. So there, therein lies the problem. Like, wh where do you draw that line? Well, I think there are some very specific things you can talk about. Like, I think of Matt Lauer, um 
having his desk set up so that there was a button underneath it that he could press which would lock the door so no one could leave. And he did things. I mean, that's intentional that you're doing something <laughs> but I, like right, that. Right, but I'm saying it's still, well, I don't know anything about that part of it, but I, I, I'm just saying there's, we all view, we all have opinions, we all have feelings, so we all are going to be acceptable of some things and unacceptable of others. And where does that, where does that? That's just something you know, as a culture that's going to have to settle in. At this point, we are on both extremes. So we've got to come to something that's in the in between and i just think it will evolve um Let's i don't know hope. if there'll be legislation i don't know how it's going to get resolved but um it had to come to a to a head when it did in the sense that this type of behavior that was going on with a lot of these people who were big time names that were just very abusive um and that's not okay but once you've exposed that, now you've got to see, well, what do you do with it? How do you take something from that and say, okay, this is the new norm? That's what I think we're struggling with as a country. What is the new norm? Mm -hmm. What's acceptable? Yeah. And we will. It and you will take, but evolve. it just takes away some of that. I don't know. It's just, mm, we'll see. But, you know, if Joe Biden sniffed my hair, kissed me on top of my head, hugged me, touched his nose on mine, I would, I would love it. <laughs> so I'm just saying those are, <laughs> that does not matter to me. <laughs> there you go. So there. There it is. <laughs> Dear God. That is funny. I matter of like fact, anyone can come up and sniff my hair if they want. It always smells nice. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go there. <laughs> Johnny Lucas oh. is laughing because he's gone. I think I sniffed your hair once before. Oh, no. <laughs> Aren't you, Johnny? See, he's in but there. But did he plant any kisses on no, your head? No, no. He's oh, going okay. like this lane. La, 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 la. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> uh, but again, like I said, that... You, the people react based on how they feel. Like we can't put ourselves into the foot, the the the, the lives of other people who say stuff because we don't know what happened to them, right, or right. maybe they were abused years ago. That's you right. don't know. That's right. So you that's know. the because it's kind of silly if it if you're not. But if you were, then that's another story. Everything must be very sensitive to people you know or what I'm saying? i also think it, whether something traumatic happened or not it depends on how you were raised if true you were too. raised you know that you don't do those things and people don't give well hugs that's true and right that, it's what you're used to then right. that's a that's the problem mm -hmm. and i think that that's really what it's just that you don't go blabbing about it well yeah, that's I the think thing the like timing, what's the point of doing that why the timing was off on that yeah so rather anyway. contrived if you ask we'll me we'll see we'll see what happens mm -hmm. But anyway, so what else? Any um, other news for us that no, we can get into a heated discussion? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you even went there. I thought you were going to say, okay, look at it. No. no, no, I think it's a valid thing because it's not just along party lines. It's well, not I'm only anything... bringing it up, too, because he's, you know, he's was born and raised for 10 That's years right. here. It's, it's, and, he's a... and that may be a part of it. I was going to say that. What? You know, well, just the, the culture of where he grew up and how he was. Right, because we very are very... You, which I remember I told you, I moved to Philadelphia, and people said, I, you have to be from upstate Pennsylvania. And I said, I am. And I, I said, why do you say that? They say, you are so friendly. That is, yes. seriously, yes. I think we're known for that, you know? We are. So... 
Mm-hmm. Friendly. I'm just okay. being friendly. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> oh, dear God. Anyway. Oh, we can take that in a whole bunch of different there we directions. Go. That's right. <laughs> well, I think we'll probably have to take a quick break here. <clears throat> yep. And we'll, well come back with our guest, uh, who is Leah Genacopoulos uh-huh. from ERA Real Estate. ERA One. One Source. One Source Real, Real Estate. And um, this is the Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm also the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, which is a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have our guest today, Leah Genacopoulos, who is the, uh, what are we going to call you? The uh, marketing director? <laughs> is that well, your current title? Marketing director, no. Uh, well, all in all, it's the business development director and realtor. But there I do all the marketing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, Lynn, you were half right on that. I know. Yes. That's for ERA One Source Realty. And, um, and you can tell the story for that one, Laurie, about how many yes, offices it's, and it's, how it's, many agents. Leah is headquartered in the main office, which is in Clark Summit. There are about 100 agents in um, 10 counties and seven offices. Right, Leah? Yes, you're right. There we go. So what are we up to? Well, what are we going to talk about today? So we actually just got back from a conference in Vegas for a lot of the realtors, a lot of the brands. But as you know, ERA is part of a brand called Realogy. That's our mother company headquartered in Madison, New Jersey. But ERA is a national and international brand, which is really nice because we could refer out and we're still doing work. So if you're moved to Los Angeles or Florida or something, we could put you with another ERA agent. But we also work hand-in-hand with several other companies because we're all part of the same mother brand. But with that being said, they did for the first time a huge conference in Vegas with all of the brands. And each brand has its unique selling proposition. And what ERA offers is called the SSP, which stands for Seller Security Program, which I'm sure people have seen our slogans and our billboards, and it says, if we don't sell it, we'll buy it, meaning mm-hmm. ERA. But that's not a gimmick. You know, sometimes in we, you know, um, Nisha and I, who she's general counsel and sometimes does this show as well, we always say, you know, if you are just reading about it, you know, it, it sounds like a gimmick, but it's really not. It's a, it's a program that corporate started a couple years back. Um, I actually want to say, I would ha- I, you know what, I want to say 10 plus at this point, but it really is now you can't just go and randomly sell a house in the middle of like a busy street that has a bedroom into a bedroom you know there has to be actual it has to be a house that has you know a sound frame it's well you know it's developed the right way it has bedrooms it has bathrooms and it you know there's no like train tracks running on one side of it and the 81 on the other but um we have that program that we actually are getting off the ground and we're introducing it to our area as well because um, Lynn, you can honestly, you can attest to this too. You know, a lot of people when they're looking to buy a house, a good percentage of them have to sell their house before they can buy the house they want. And right now, right. with it being such a popular market, so many people are missing out on the opportunity for the house that they want because they have to wait to sell their house. And, you know, especially if you have a house in an area that's, you know, not well desired or 
you know, there's a few things that are wrong with it. It's going to take you maybe a little bit longer than you hoped for to sell the house, and then you're missing out. So what the seller security plan is doing is it's kind of removing that contingency of now you have to wait to sell your house before you could buy the house you want. ERA is coming in now. There's several. There's appraisals that have to be done. There's an inspection. You know, we want to make sure we're buying a house that we're able to sell as well. That we're not just you know buying anything. We want to make sure it's good inventory. But the program we're able to institute here that's actually a great program and i think it's a great advantage to people that are really wanting to buy something and they'll have a house that they want to get rid of and we maybe we could buy but not only that it's great for people that are maybe looking to go into assisted living into a nursing home into a senior center and you know they just want to get out of their house or you know if you're looking to sell your house and you're looking to build with new construction we're also teaming up with you know builders in our area that are going to be part of this era program that if you're looking to sell your house but build we'll be able to team up with you. So that was something that we really did a lot of research and learning on in the conference. And I think we're the first ever and we're the only brokerage that can actually have this program in this area, which encompasses 10 plus counties throughout Northeastern Pennsylvania. And the other thing with that is, Lee, and we talked about this once before, um, is that this was something that's always been there, and it's sort of lost its luster or appeal or the, the, the marketing strategy was not as um, deliberate to let people know as it had been in the past, and it kind of fell by the wayside. Not that it didn't offer it, but that it wasn't promoted as a marketing tool for this. And now what you're saying is, which I think Nisha brought up a couple months ago, Lynn, if you remember, that they were really doing a, a, a much, a, a greater, con, um, a, a concerted effort to try to get um, people to know that this is a tool that if you list your property with ERA, you it's something that you have at your disposal, which you may not have been privy to, or you, may di- or you didn't think about it, or it just wasn't used in the marketing end. Is that correct, that they're really pushing that now? Yeah, you know what, and I think we did more, um, I, and when I say we, I kind of mean ERA corporate, really did their homework, they really are, like, zoned in on it and realized, hey, we have a great program here and we're not using it to our advantage. Exactly. We it better, and, yep. you know, we got to get, we have something here that nobody else has here, and, and that's where we kind of collaborated, too, in Vegas, and we were like, hey, this is a great program, and we're the only people that can offer it, so why not take advantage of it and, you know, use it? to the best of our ability because we have something here that we could offer to people that other people can't offer. Right. And so. it's important. It's, it's important that they understand exactly where you're coming from because people, you know, when they're selling their house, they can be sometimes desperate, sometimes emotional, sometimes uh, a little too um, overzealous. And, some t- and it's only because it's, you know, one of the most expensive things they've ever bought. So it, 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 it takes over that, that realm of responsibility takes over. So knowing that that's like a realistic thing without it being, because Leah, I'm sure that in that marketing, and I've never been to this, but I'm, I would imagine that when you were going over this research and this, you know, the training and the talking about all this, they were very specific. Like you just outlined ahead of time. Hey, look at within reason, we're buying your right. house it's not right yeah yeah okay absolutely I mean there there's definitely right I mean and, and yeah that we can't just have a program that's buying anything but I think that's also letting you know that we have an actual certified concrete program because we're not just out buying anything that you know isn't selling you know we're right. we're taking our time we're making sure it's actual inventory that we could sell and that someone else does want to buy which I think is also the nice thing too 
that we're not just buying anything to buy anything. We're, you know, we're we're really looking into it. And you know, they're offering you. They they do two phases on it. The um, corporately um, the corporate company. So they're you know they're making sure you're getting the best money you know, for the best value for your home. They're, so like you did say, yeah, we're not just buying anything just to buy it, which I think kind of gives the program more credibility as well. That yes. we're buying it and we're not just buying it to buy it. Yep. Well, they it make it it puts the responsibility on both sides of the the coin, not just you know we're doing this, you're doing it, and here we're going to do it. You you have to be a, re, a, res, a responsible seller as well. So I think that makes a a difference. Do you find that that's swaying anybody? Um, say someone goes out and and says, um, hey, I'm I'm interviewing three real estate companies, and I'd like you to come and tell me what you can do for me. Has, has, has there been any recent proven um, advantage to that or is it just too new because you're just really pushing it out now? Well, no, we, there has been research that we do have the competitive edge in the market with that because okay. we're, and we're not tying the client into, if, if we don't do it, we're not tying them into listing with ERA. Like they don't have to list with us, you know, say their home doesn't qualify for the program, but we get them to list with us before the qualifications process is over. We're not tying them into listing with the ERA, which is a nice thing too. I think that gives the program credibility just as much because we're not trying, we're, we're obviously ERA is going to take the best care of you no matter what, if we do or don't have your listing because of this program, but we're not going to just say, Hey, we're going to get your listing just because of this program. We're going to treat you like a normal client. And if you aren't happy that you didn't qualify for the program and you don't want to be tied to us anymore, then you know what? That's fine. We're not going to hold it against anyone. And I think that's the other thing too, is that we're not making anyone like sign on the dotted line and hold still and, you know, hold them down that they have to list with us and only us, which I think mm-hmm. also gives us, you know, says more too about us as well. Yes. I think there's a, an important piece of that that you just mentioned. And I, I don't know how many people realize the, the benefit of that. That's a huge thing, especially in our area, because we have so many people over the age of 65. But a lot of times the setup with people going into a nursing home or assisted living facility is when your opportunity comes up and you're on a wait list, if your name is called and they say you've got X amount of days to accept the offer or reject it, you had something like that in place and you had a, I mean, obviously you'd have to qualify, but a legitimate house for sale, you could do something like that with what you're talking about, whereas other companies don't have that benefit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and exactly. That's what I think is really nice. And, you know, not just this did we take away from Vegas. We took away a whole bunch of information, which, you know, honestly, so we know that I've always done real estate part-time for the last five years. And now actually next week, it'll be a full year. I'm in my director's role with ERA and a full-time realtor. And I have to say, being on the other end of it is completely different. But um, going into this, everyone kept saying, wait till you get to go to the International Business Conference. Wait till you get to go to the International Business Conference. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to a million conferences before. But I have to say, honestly, it's really where you drink the Kool-Aid. Like, you really get so motivated. And there's just so much that corporate tells you. And I, I honestly do have to say, too, I think, and Lori, you're, you're a realtor with me as well, so you know 
I think also having the actual name ERA behind us gives us a lot of credentials and credibility because we're part of a big name, a big brand, and we're not just, you know, some little brand that, you know, oh, hey, we'll list your house. Like, no, we really have expectations to live up to. Like, we have corporate, like, you know, making sure we're go and buy stuff and look make we're doing the right thing we're servicing our clients the right way which i think also a lot of people forget that we are part of a big brand a big name we're homegrown still here and we our roots are still here but we're a big name backing us behind us so we're we have that edge i agree and i also think that um i say this to anybody who says they're going to sell their house on their own you know as a fisbo i always say you know you can do absolutely you can do it but why would you want to put yourself in that position when you have a company like era and and the company that's standing that not only the realtor who will work with you but the company that she works she's you know that stands behind her which is in, so important if something happens or something goes wrong or there's an issue even if it's with it or not you have a company backing everything which makes a terrific um gives you a terrific advantage and the other thing i like to point out leah which a lot of people don't realize say you're walking down you you just say hey i'm i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy a house and you're out looking one day and you see a fizzball and you think oh god i want to i want to buy that house but it's by the owner and you think oh i don't People can always still use a realtor, even if they're buying a for sale by owner. And some people think that because th- you're going to pay the you're going to pay the the, um, the fee on it, but you can still use that company to benefit a for sale by owner as the buyer so that you are protected in the buying process, which I absolutely, absolutely 100% think you'd be crazy not to, but people need to know they think well i had two people say to me well i couldn't use a, a realtor they, they it was a for sale by owner i said you can use it they're not but you can you would have to pay for it because in reg under regular terms in pennsylvania it's the buyer or the seller pays the commission to both if right. you're using two but in this case you can pay it and still have the backing of a company absolutely which, and, and and i think that's what a lot of people don't realize sometimes and there's so much more that a realtor could do for you sometimes, especially in a for sale by owner situation. Right. That, you know, you have, and, and I, we're not discrediting anyone, but we have, we're the licensed professionals here. So clearly we have the knowledge and the background on it. So at that point, you know, you have a regular person and, you know, two regular people facilitating the deal. You know, there might be a few ends that are missing in the puzzle piece or something here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something that the realtor could have caught or, you know, right. going through inspections. You know, who said that they're going to negotiate an inspection? You don't know that, but... Put that realtor in the middle and they're going to speak up for you they're going to do your homework they're going to do your work they're going to make sure you're getting fair market value we're the ones that could run the cops so i really do think that is a big thing too that you are saying like for sale by owner like and there's the inventory is tough right now you know it's it's a seller's market and stuff is going and i mean right now i have people that are looking at old forge taylor music and clark summit and it's crazy there's nothing available and i have people that want to be in by thankfully the end of summer but still you know and I'm looking at that for sale by owner now. And, and just like you said, my one person said, oh, I didn't even think we could look at those. Well, of course. Yeah. We could look at those. 
Yeah. I mean, there's no I, I think we, we've never really talked. I don't think in all the years we've talked about this, Lynn, that we've talked no, like we that. It, it is yeah. so important for people to understand that in, and, the, and, the, and the constant, you know, I don't why, why are you selling it on your own? Well, I don't want to pay a commission. Well, why not? Because number one, you're not just paying the agent. You're paying for the backing of the company, which is exactly full circle to what we started to talk about. There are so many options out there for people who are buying a house and decide to go to, for, to a, you know, a for sale by owner, okay, still use an agent. Protect yourself. If they don't want to do it, are they, are you going to, are they going to, uh, do you know enough to get an inspection on the home? Because this inspection is not required by the state of Pennsylvania to buy a house. It's in there for a contingency if you want to, but people don't, there's plenty of people who don't do inspections before they buy a property. Absolutely. So it's just uh, get an agent because it helps. It helps. It makes it easier for everybody. And you, whether you deal with it or not, you're being protected and taken care of. So on that note, ladies, we're going to have to wrap it up here. So, uh, Laurie, take us home. Okay. Leah, thank you for um, coming in and, and bringing your knowledge and good luck and, and, and push, pushing that through because I love the fact that, that, that that's back and people are, you know, the, the company is, is talking about that because it's so important. So thanks for yes. talking about that. And thank we you. will... We will see you guys next week. Next week, have a. I was going to say next month. <laughs> next, we'll see you next month, Leah. But next week, we'll be back. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be safe Thank and you. please be nice. Bye. 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 We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.